listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. My name is Daniel. And I'm April. And it's just the two of us tonight. We've got a bonus episode coming your way. We're going to be reviewing the Netflix original, the Ted Bundy film, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. And uh, I promise you, our our episode length won't live up to the length of that title. It's going to be a lot shorter. (laughs) Uh, I think our other uh, counterparts were so worn out from our in-game podcast because it was so long that they just It was so long. They needed a week break. Yes, I believe that's our longest ever episode. I, I, I don't have any proof of that, but I'm, I have a gut instinct that that was our longest episode ever. But it was worth it. It was great. Yes. Fun fact, I did that that episode with the 101 Fever. Oh. Um, totally worth it. Bless you. Totally worth it. Yes. Speaking of Endgame, before we dive into our review of Extremely Wicked, Avengers Endgame, is this, it just, uh, we're recording this on a Monday night, so it just finished its second weekend in theaters. Hmm. And it is already the number two highest grossing movie of all time. It surpassed Ooh. Titanic, knocked Titanic down. Uh, and no so, pun intended. Oh, wow, yeah. Didn't, uh, that <laughs> too was not soon, intended. too soon. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, so yeah, Endgame is at $2.1 billion. Mm. Just, oh, uh, it's 2.193, just surpassed Titanic's uh, 2.187, but it is still number two to Avatar, which is sitting at, 2.78 so mm. avengers has to make another something like 600 million dollars in mm. order to uh to beat avatar what do you think do you think it's gonna make it do you think it's gonna become the highest grossing movie of all time i do i think so it's got the okay. whole summer ahead of it people yeah, are gonna i true. think there'd be people going to see it two maybe three times i think it it's will true it's close i it's really hard to say I, honestly i didn't think it would like period yeah. after its opening weekend even even as crazy as its opening weekend was mm-hmm. I didn't think it would get to number two as fast as it did. So it's kind of an uncharted territory, but um, yeah. I just feel like it was so front heavy mm. that I thought everybody would have gone to see it by now. And I know you're going to have those repeat p- viewings, like you said. Right. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't have to make all that much more. I 600 know. million is. And I have a lot of film like friends that love uh-huh. Marvel movies that still haven't seen it yet. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like I can think of three off the top of my head, but I won't. I won't call them out on here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So and it and it it still has like one or two weeks. Well, it's got Detective Pikachu going up against right. it this week, right. which I do think is going to make some good money. Yes. Um. In fact, I, 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 I don't know. Like I said, we're in uncharted territory here, but I think Detective Pikachu is probably going to be number one at the box office this weekend. Hmm. Maybe knocking yeah, Endgame down. It has a good shot for sure. It'll be. I think it'll be close, maybe between it and Endgame. But. Right. So it just. I don't know. Six hundred million for most movies is a lot of money. Yeah. For this one, it's only in its second weekend. So I don't know. My. I. I, I don't know whether it will or not. I guess my gut says yeah, probably will become the highest grossing movie. But at, at, I'm not a huge Avatar fan, but yeah, it, this will never happen again. That an original movie will be the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's a special thing. And Titanic, too. I mean, that was right. number one and number two were technically original, you know, original screenplays, original films. Yeah, and that's I, true. I, I know, mean, it's kind of sad. That's never going to happen again, ever. Yeah. Um, and so that's, 
I kind of want Avatar to hold on to it. So I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm actually, as much as I love Endgame, I'm rooting against it here. Mm. So yeah. we'll see. Well, it's already got number one for all of us. So it making more money doesn't do us anything for right, our wager. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what matters so, here is the, the wager. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep track of that this summer. Obviously, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping a keen eye on on whether it can surpass Avatar here, and uh, we'll keep you guys updated on our thoughts on all that. But for now, let's dive into our review of Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. What is it about this guy? When I feel his love, I feel like I'm on top of the world. There are things you don't know. Hi, officer. I think I must be lost. That will shock you beyond your worst nightmare. I am innocent. You don't actually believe this garbage, do you? It's in all the papers, Ted. Ted! Monkey! How did his name get on that suspect list? I want to come see you. I was really hoping you'd say that. This case is about catching a monster. Ladies and gentlemen, I am that innocent suspect. You are skating on thin ice, partner. The IMDb description reads, A courtroom frenzy ensues and sweeps 1970s America when a young single mother reluctantly tips the attention of a widespread manhunt toward her longtime boyfriend, Ted Bundy. That is a spoiler. Uh, I am kind of surprised uh, <laughs> that that's there, but that's okay. We don't learn that until like more than halfway through the movie, but that's fine. So this uh, film, Extremely Wicked, as we'll all be referring to it, is directed by Joe Berlinger, who also directed the miniseries that came out earlier this year, the, the docuseries, I should say, also on Netflix called Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. So we've got, we've got a theme going on in his filmography. This also star, it stars Zac Efron as uh, Ted Bundy, stars Lily Collins uh, as his girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, Liz. April, what do you, what's kind of your history of knowledge of Ted Bundy before we kind of dive into the review? What, do you, are you like really familiar right. with the whole thing or, or right. what do I, you know before? I do feel like how you, how much you know about Ted Bundy would directly influence how much you like or don't like this film. I agree very much. Yeah. So I knew that Ted Bundy killed a bunch of women and was executed <laughs> for it. And that is yeah. about that's about the extent of what I knew about Spoilers, him. but that's okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's history. Like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so you said the knowledge you have impacts your opinion on the movie. So what did you think of Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile? Yeah. So is this spoiler free still? So, yeah, we're going to we're gonna be spoiler free. We'll, we'll be brief and then we'll dive into spoilers. Okay. Um, so I actually have very mixed feelings on this film. Mm. I while I was watching it, there were moments where I was like, "Oh, I'm really enjoying this," and then other moments where I was like, mm, "This is moving a little slow for me." Mm. Um, I felt tonally it was a little mixed. Like it felt like it didn't quite know what it was, or it didn't fully mm. commit to one path. In my, which I can get into more details when we do spoilers, but. Yeah. Um, Overall, I thought it was a good film. It was very interesting to see a serial killer film from the perspective of someone else. Um, So I thought that was a bold, interesting choice. I'm not sure if it worked completely, but yeah. So it's it's really one of those films where I didn't hate it and I didn't love it. So I don't really have strong opinions of it one way or the other. Um, So it was kind of, it was fine, I guess. What did you think? Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you my my history with Ted Bundy. Uh, like the knowledge of Ted Bundy is is pretty similar to yours. I, I obviously I knew his name was kind of synonymous with serial killer, mm-hmm. um, and I knew I knew he killed people and and knew he was caught. But I, I didn't know anything else really. I, I actually did watch the Ted Bundy tapes docu series. Okay, so you knew more than I did. A, a, a bit, but it actually didn't. The docu series it was good, it was well done, but it actually didn't really stick with me. Um, okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was the time that I watched it with with newborns that mm. I just kind of it kind of flew out of my brain, or yeah. um, or just didn't stick with me. So so I knew like some details, but not a lot, and so. Uh, so yeah, going in, I very, very, my opinion's like right down exactly what you said. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a very one-sided very review. Very boring podcast. Yeah. Cause I feel like, I feel exactly the same. A very mixed. I think there are a lot of things that are interesting mm-hmm. about this film. And it's interesting because the, the story is inherently interesting. Ted yes. Bundy is an inherently interesting character and right. the life that he led is is interesting and yeah. so there's a lot of things that are um that are intriguing to watch entertaining to watch um you know for better or worse mm-hmm. first of all let me say zach efron he does a really good job in yes. this role yes um certainly it's the best performance i've seen from him he yeah. captured the the charisma of bundy uh and also the duplicitous side of bundy he did both of those things really well mm-hmm. so he leads the movie uh very well and and actually the whole movie really rides on his shoulders mm-hmm but just like you kind of said, I, f- I felt the film itself was pretty messy. The movie didn't know what type of movie it wanted to be. Right. Um, yes. I, I, this is not spoilers it's in the trailers and all that. About 55 minutes into the movie, it becomes a courtroom drama. Yeah. 55 minutes in. Yeah. That's a long time. That's halfway through the movie. Right. Um, once it becomes a courtroom drama, I think that helps a lot because, mm-hmm. you know, courtroom dramas are great. They're really interesting. Right. And so um, it starts to take shape then, but that's an hour into the movie. And so the mm-hmm. first hour, it felt like they just didn't know where to go. And and most importantly, I think I'm, I'm very curious to dive into some of the details with you in, in spoilers here uh, because you said you, you knew very, very little going in. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just expected you to know a lot of details yeah. uh, about Ted Bundy. I feel like they did not inform us at all of what was going on, right. about what we should know. Because I, I don't think I was I was telling my husband about this. Um, I don't think if Ted Bundy was not a real person and this was not mm-hmm. based on a real story i don't think this film stands alone oh absolutely i totally agree totally agree yeah. they, they, there are moments where like uh, uh well i guess i should say that just spoilers yeah. <laughs> I, I have very specific thoughts on like yeah. what they did and didn't tell us so we'll get into that with with spoilers but i was very confused a mm-hmm. lot of times there were times where i was totally confused about like wait what why why did this happen what mm-hmm. what's going on now um i just don't think they did a very good job with details yeah i do think uh, that the film was very conscious. I know um, a lot of people criticized the docu-series uh, for sensationalizing Ted Bundy, for mm-hmm. kind of memorializing the killer as opposed to the victims. Right. And so I, I think that this film was trying really hard not to do that, um, mm-hmm. which I totally get. I totally appreciate that. I but, still but feel the like same- they did that, though. Well, yeah, I agree. Actually, <laughs> I think I think they ended up doing that. Yeah. Um. I but I I think they were trying to not. Yeah. Focus on the murders. Right. As much, 
But here's the deal. It's Ted Bundy. He's a murderer. He's a serial killer. Right. We kind of have to know those things. But we kind of have to follow the murders, at least to some certain extent. And so right. I feel like they just didn't give us enough info on the crimes themselves. So, right. um, so that was really a struggle. There are also some other parts that we can talk about in spoilers that that I feel like were just messy from a filmmaking standpoint. Yes. Where there was really heavy-handed score and mm-hmm. odd editing, cutting. Yeah, cutting some of those different transitions scenes. were bizarre. <laughs> yes, very. There's one specifically that I'm thinking of that was just, I literally wa- like rewound it three times and watched it and was going, "What is happening here?" Yeah. So yeah, from a craft standpoint, it was just kind of weak. Yeah. Um. So, but again, I don't want to sound too negative on this movie right. because there's a lot that's interesting here. Um, the courtroom stuff is fascinating right. um, because just the way Ted handles himself in the courtroom is uh, unlike anything I've seen and, and it was real. And so it's it's just really mm-hmm. fascinating to see that. So overall, I'll lean on kind of the lowest level of good that I can lean on. Yeah. It was just, just barely qualifies as good. I would barely recommend it but right. it w- it wasn't awful by right. any means um yeah so yeah so that's where i landed uh on extremely wicked um it's kind of interesting that you and i felt the exact same way i know i was telling yeah i was like i don't really know what all we're gonna <laughs> talk about <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think exactly. we'll be on the same page okay yeah so one, one person we haven't mentioned at all is lily collins what did you think of her her performance and the, the role that she was playing uh <laughs> it was just okay. I don't know. I, there were some moments I thought she did a really good job, but she pretty much did the exact same note the entire film. Yeah, so yeah it's, I agree with that. It's hard to really judge her because, I mean, she did the note well, but the note got old. Mm, um, yeah. So I don't know. I was, I was, it was okay. What did you think? I think towards the end, and we can we'll talk about specifics and spoilers, but I think I think it end her her arc mm-hmm. ended really well. Mm-hmm. I think. Kind of some some of her final scenes were um, really intriguing and, and went in a direction that I didn't expect it to go and uh, was pretty clearly fictionalized. Yes, um, yes. Which worked kind of, but it was so obviously not real that it yeah. kind of threw me off a little bit. But um, but it was still interesting. So yeah, I think I think exactly like you said. I think she did a good job with what she was given. I think I might put the problems on the script more than on her performance. Yeah. Because it, for the for the last half of the movie, once it gets interesting as a courtroom drama, her story just becomes exactly like you said, one note. It's just she she's kind of sinks into a depression mm-hmm. and just kind of stays there. And so which is fine, but it's just it's just not interesting to watch. Um so yeah. yeah. Um uh, uh, yeah, so uh, there's not a lot else to talk before we get into spoilers. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, and I don't want to make it sound like it's a terrible movie because it's definitely not. Um, yeah. Honestly, I was a little disappointed just knowing it's a Sundance film because for a Sundance film, it felt very safe to me. Mm, I, oh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. But yeah, I totally agree. Um, but, I mean, it's still, it was still good you know, I'll, yeah, I would yeah. kind of agree with you. It's like my lowest level of good. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Like, it, it'd be worth a watch if someone likes crime movies, especially true stories. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it as a Sundance film. It, it felt, even as 
weirdly messy as it was, the film felt like almost overly polished. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes any sense. Like, it just kind of felt exactly like you said, safe. That's a really good word for this. Yeah. I feel like this movie, even though it's about a serial killer, didn't feel frightening or thrilling or anything like that. When I feel like those are words I want to describe this movie with. Right. Thrilling. Um, and, and I never felt that. So that's a really good way to put it. Well, we definitely want to dive into spoilers. I know I have some specific things I want to talk about. I'm sure April does as well. So, But before we dive into spoilers, uh, just for consistency's sake, we always want to do our rating system here at the screeners. Normally, it starts with, should we see this in the theater? Well, for the majority of America, that's not possible. This is indeed a Netflix original. So we're going to start with, should you, uh, really, it's just, should you watch it uh, at home or not? It's really a two-level two ranking system here. So... Uh, should you watch it on Netflix or should you skip it? April, what do you say? Yeah, I think you should watch it. I don't think it's a film you should rush to watch. It'll be there, you know, for a mm, while. Yeah. Um, when, you know, when you have a show hole or a slow night, I, th- I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, I would agree. Like I said, um, it's my lowest level of good. So it's, um, it's fine. It's one of those to add to your queue and just kind of, you know, like April said, if you don't have something else to watch, uh, if you're in between shows, if you're if you're just kind of just leave it in your queue there and eventually you'll get to it. And I, I don't think you'll regret watching it, uh, but definitely don't feel a need to rush out to watch it. It's it's good, but yeah, nothing more. It may be worth just to see Zac Efron's performance because I do think his performance yeah. was was excellent. I definitely agree. His performance was better than the film that it was in. Yes, definitely. All right, with that, we will dive into spoilers for Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. Okay, April, what are some of your specific uh, complaints about this film? Complaints, okay. Or compliments, either one. Yeah. I guess I started with the negative. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, I'll get, maybe I'll start with the confidence to make it, <laughs> give it some sure. light here. Um, so what I thought it did really well, which my, some of my favorite moments of the film were these really intense kind of zooming in close-up shots on their faces mm. um, because they didn't really show... Ted Bundy, Zac Efron, um, they didn't show his... They never showed him without the mask. He always had the mask on. So you never saw really the real side of him except the few moments where they do this, like, zoom in, like, like the dog scene. Um, They did, like, that zoom in on him, and you kind of get a glimpse of maybe what's behind the mask. And then when the cops pulled him over... Like, it was ideal, I think, that they had those in there because that's the only time that you really see him, like showing his true side when he's in the car and then he gets out of the car and the mask, you know, his chariz- totally. charismatic uh, persona is back on. Um, and then the few, like, close-ups on her face. I thought she did a good job of showing the emotion, especially in the ending scene. Um, yeah, Th- that ending is really, uh, really strong, even though I have a couple complaints about it. Yes, I actually, lo- I really thought the way they did it was very creative with him writing mm. on the glass, um, yeah. you know, how he killed. and But I also didn't necessarily believe that if he was going to claim his innocence with her the whole time, that he would just suddenly tell her, like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So I loved, I loved the emotion of that scene. Yeah. I loved. I didn't, I didn't expect her. I the way she kind of was shouting out, "Release me!" Right. I thought that was so impactful because I didn't even think about it in that way. That she was, she was also held captive by Ted Bundy. Yeah. And her whole life was ruined by him, mm-hmm. and uh, she couldn't emotionally let go, and she was begging, "Release me!" I thought that was really, really powerful, um, and. And I thought I agree it was creative the way he kind of drew it out, hacksaw, but I felt like it was so obviously fake, which I don't mind when biopics or whatever, like add things that probably weren't there or condense things down. That doesn't bother me, but make it believable. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, like how convenient that there was dust on the, on the thing that he could just draw out the word, you know, it just felt like easy even though i loved the emotion and the power of the scene and mm-hmm. and his admission in that moment like all of that was awesome mm-hmm. i think that was very well done that's probably one of the most powerful scenes in the whole movie yes for sure because honestly even though i knew that he had been convicted and that he went on that he went on death row there were moments where i was watching this because i'm not super familiar with the ted bundy yeah. story where i actually thought it was like wait was was he innocent because right, they right. never really went into all the details of the facts that they had against him. They they referenced several times that they had facts and evidence against him, but we didn't really know what they were to be convinced ourselves. I think that that they maybe that's what the directors were trying to do to kind of put us in the character of Liz in her shoes yeah. to kind of feel how she felt like confused and conflicted. Um, but I don't know if that. I don't know. I I go back and forth. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a cool way to look at it to kind of try to understand why she would stay with him for all these years. But on the other hand, I feel like it does a disservice to his victims and what, you know, the terrors that he actually did. Um, I saw someone uh, said something about this is a movie that Ted Bundy, if he were to come back alive, would enjoy watching. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's probably true. I feel like I feel like they didn't lean one way or the other enough. Like they didn't yes. lean into if you're going to make a movie that almost questions or or is at least from the perspective of questioning Ted Bundy's innocence, mm-hmm. like lean into it, make it almost like a mystery of, wait a second, did he really do this? But I feel like they didn't lean into that Yeah, where we kind of knew the whole time. Obviously, he did this stuff, even though they didn't show us. Yeah. Um, I feel like they didn't lean into the mystery of it. They didn't make us question enough. I know you said you did. I feel like I didn't question that enough to make it really, um, really a mystery of whether or not he did it. Yeah. But I was confused a lot. Uh, some of the specifics that I was confused about that I feel like they didn't share enough information. Um, like one one specific time was when he was arrested in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um. If, if if my memory serves me right, uh, the way the movie plays out is he kind of he kind of just gets together with Liz. Their relationship is starting, and then I think it time jumps a little bit, maybe like a a a, a couple of years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, it, we just pick up with him in Utah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, do they live here? Like, yeah. Where where are we now? And then he gets arrested. Like, okay, what is he arrested for? I don't even know what he's accused yeah, of. I don't the, know what the, the crimes are. The cop like are. glanced at his bag and then yeah. it's like, oh, arrested for, what was it? Like kidnapping or something. Right. And I was like, okay, that's, that was a jump. Exactly. I was like, oh, wh- how, wh- how was this something that was a high profile case already? Like, I, yeah. like where did this all come from? Um, and then it cuts to him 
arriving back home in Seattle. Oh, and so I said, oh, okay, he lives in Seattle with Liz now. Okay, I got you. Why was he in Utah? Like, it was just yeah. all so, so I, confusing. Was it because he was, was it his law school in Utah or like he had to drive to said. Utah to go to law school or something? That's what he said. I have no idea if that's the truth or not. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why confusing. he was there. Yeah, and, and, that, and that was just kind of indicative of the rest of the movie. They just kind of didn't, give us information of yeah. how many people are is he supposed to have killed at this point how many people do they know of how many people are they trying to find the killer for like right. there was just they they just didn't give us the details at all and left us in the dark a lot and yeah. so i th- i think it would have really give made a, a much bigger impact had we known oh shoot he's running from having murdered you know however right. many people and he's uh, now he's hiding out that would have really uh, lent, lent a lot of weight to his story and to Liz's story too, mm-hmm. knowing that she's living with this guy who probably killed, you know, X number of people. Right. So, um, yeah, I just wish there was a lot more information uh, than that. Yeah, I feel like the biggest issue with the movie itself is that they were essentially telling two stories. You had Liz was supposed to be the protagonist because it's from her perspective, right. mm-hmm. but they also followed Ted Bundy just as much as they were with Liz, and they never fully developed either character. Because honestly, we never really got to know Liz enough to where you liked her, to where you really, like, wanted her to get out of the relationship or stay in the relationship. Like, she was just... She was just kind of there and mopey, and she was very reactive for a protagonist. Yeah. Um, And then Ted Bundy, on the other hand, you only saw the one side of him, which I guess is interesting since we are supposed to already know him as a killer. But it just... It didn't fully... The most interesting crime movies to me are ones that dive into the psychology behind yeah. why why people commit certain crimes, and we didn't get any of that at all. Yeah, yeah, it was too busy trying to make us question, did he do it? But but it didn't make us question enough to actually make us wonder too much if he did it or not. I, yeah. I, I totally agree. Now, when it switches halfway through the film, when it switches to a courtroom drama, Mm -hmm. I do think it tightens up a lot just because courtroom dramas are really fascinating. And Ted is, you know, like throws off his his whole defense team, fires them all or they quit, whatever. And uh, and then becomes his own lawyer. And all of that is really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I liked a lot of this. I mean, it's still a little bit messy and it's still cutting back to. Liz, who is just kind of moping around, so it's still kind of um, stuttery there. It's really messy, but um, a lot of the courtroom stuff was was really well done. Yeah, I think the courtroom stuff and then the the ending scene were mm, the best yes. parts of the film, especially when they when the credits roll and they show the actual footage of Ted Bundy in court, and that mm. they did they used exact lines and verbiage, and he actually did. did fire his like. I just found that completely fascinating because i didn't know it i didn't know that yeah yeah it it really feels larger than life and that's why that's why those scenes really uh do really well because they're so unbelievable but but you know a camera was actually on them at this time so they can't be making this up really um so that was fascinating now i I liked the ending footage over the end credits they play um real real life footage Mm -hmm. we see a lot of the same things we already saw um which i liked because it showed me how real a lot of the things we just saw were. Yeah. But also it kind of actually, I loved Zac Efron's performance, but watching the real Ted Bundy, I actually went, huh, he didn't actually sound very much like him at all. He didn't yeah, actually. That's true. So it kind of, it kind of was like, that was an interesting choice uh, to show me that I feel like 
even though I loved Zac Efron's performance while watching the film, as soon as I saw the real Ted Bundy, I was like, oh, actually, they weren't all that similar. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel that way at all? Yeah, when I saw the real footage, I I did think, like, less, I mean, less about what, how they sounded, but just I didn't really think they looked yeah, a I lot agree. of light. Like, Zac Efron was way dreamier than uh, real-life <laughs> Ted Bundy, but... <laughs> You know. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like one thing. Once w- I was watching the real Ted Bundy, I feel like there was this, um, there was almost a, a, a notch or two less confidence in the real Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Like watching him, he he's trying to to put forth this um, this you know gravitas, this this confidence in himself. Mm-hmm. But especially in like that interview scene where he's saying. Um, oh, am I guilty of when I stole comic books as a kid? Mm-hmm. To the real Ted Bundy watching that interview, that felt really nervous to me. He felt really nervous and yeah. uh, not confident. But then, but then when Zac Efron played that scene, it felt super confident and like, no, I'm totally innocent. Uh, yeah, I stole a comic book when I was a kid. Blah blah blah. Um, so I found that a little interesting. I was I was curious why they why they didn't maybe. The, I think that's probably in the direction as well. Yeah. Why they didn't imbue a little bit more of that nervousness. Um, but anyway, uh, I thought, I thought it was, um, I thought John Malkovich, we hadn't even talked about John Malkovich. Oh yeah. I think he, I think he did a very good job. Yep. He did. Um, I enjoyed it. Played very, very straight, very kind of, uh, you know, just kind of even keel, uh, letting Ted Bundy kind of do his crazy thing, but, but, but drawing a line when he needed to. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought that was all fascinating. Yeah, it was definitely fascinating. And I was very surprised that, some of the things that um, John Malkovich said, uh, his lies, and then you you see the real footage, and the judge actually said that, like, yeah, like he almost he almost kind of empathized with Ted. He did in a way. He which definitely is, did. Yeah, which is surprising. Felt like the definition of of white privilege in, in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, of, uh, for sure. He he literally tells him, you know, I would have loved to practice law with you. Like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like, interesting. Okay. That's an hmm. interesting choice. Uh, okay. Yeah. That was, We've that come was a long way. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Really. Hopefully. But yeah, I I think uh, I I appreciated. Again, I don't. I totally understand not wanting to s- sensationalize is the the crimes and the murders. But it actually was more interesting towards the end when they started to, uh, in that final scene with with Liz, when they started to reveal some of the actual crimes. Um, When you saw Ted Bundy actually starting to commit, you know, the murders. And I just kind of wish they had thrown that in periodically so we could kind of just know what was going on. I think that's my biggest problem with this film is that I just felt like I didn't know what was going on half the time. Yeah, when I was watching it, my husband came home at like an hour oh five, and he was like, "How's the movie?" And it's like, I haven't seen a single murder yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what yeah, I said. Exactly. It's like going into it, I I hadn't watched a trailer or read anything about it. I just knew it was about Ted Bundy, and it, and yeah. I knew he's a serial killer. So I was like, preparing myself to see some pretty graphic murder scenes, yeah. and was just, I mean, it really, it's a very tame movie. Yeah. For I feel like, yeah. does it even have a rating? Uh, I think it was it rated is, R. Oh, it is rated R. But I feel like there's not a lot it's, in there. It's just the end and maybe some language. That, maybe some language, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It felt very tame, which was interesting. Um, what, one thing that we uh, I kind of talked about in the, in the pre-spoiler section, um, we, we, we were talking about some of the weird editing, the weird transitions. Mm-hmm. What were some of the transitions that stood out to you? Oh, I don't even know if I remember. I just remember there would just be odd 
just jump cuts, like yeah. not smooth transitions. I'm trying to remember. I didn't write down specific examples, but there were several times where the transition was so jarring it took me out, and I had to get totally back agree. in. The one, the one example that I wrote down was the scene where he gets arrested in Florida, mm-hmm. um, where he he uh, punches the cop and and like runs away. Yeah, uh, and then eventually gets arrested, and I think that's what leads to the courtroom scene. I thought that was scene was so poorly done. As soon as he punches the cop, this score comes in that's like super dramatic, <laughs> and really, really, really heavy, and it's like oh, so dramatic, and then he runs down an alleyway trying to run away from the cop the cop starts chasing after him and then the scene the, the scene the music all the sound just starts to fade away after it's it's only been on there for 10 seconds right and it just fades away and then cuts back to liz yeah and then and he, that's just, when he calls her right yeah yeah, yeah that was such is. a weird yeah that was so weird was i remember that so strange i feel like they had to have had a really long scene like a chase scene or something that they cut out because it yeah. was so strange, very bizarre. I, I literally, like I said in the pre-spoiler section, that's the one that I, I literally watched it three times going, wait a second, is this as bad as I think it is? And it, yeah. and it was. <laughs> from a producing standpoint, I could see why maybe they cut the way they did away from those action scenes because I, yeah. I can't imagine that this film was that expensive. It didn't yeah, look like it would be. So. Yeah, it definitely felt um, it felt cheap. Not not necessarily in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It just felt it definitely felt low budget. I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's about all I had to say, spoiler wise. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on, like specific plot points? Um, I did think one part that was kind of interesting during it, uh, going back to the dog scene because I feel like they were trying to say a lot in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I think what they were trying to say is that Ted Bundy was just inherently evil that the dog was growling at him. But I actually thought took it as because right before the dog starts growling, Liz says, oh, isn't he sweet? I have like I know a sweet being when I see one or something like that. Mm. So I was like, I think it was telling on both of them because clearly she doesn't because she's with. Ted Bundy. Anyway, that was something yeah, interesting. Um, but tonally, this is just kind of like a silly joke. But literally while I was watching it, it felt very much like the exorcism of Emily Rose to me. I don't know if you ever saw that okay. movie. But I never saw it, actually. Okay. Well, tonally, it felt like that. It's basically like an exorcism movie, like cutting with a courtroom movie, is mm. what it is. But it felt like the exorcism of Emily Rose without the exorcism. Okay. So I was just, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, one thing with the Liz character, we, we haven't talked about Haley Joel Osment's character as well. Yeah. Um, who kind of comes in and tries to tries to woo Liz, tries to bring... First of all, I kept thinking, where is your daughter? Because she just disappears a- oh, after yeah. the first half of the movie. She's just gone. She's nowhere to be found. <laughs> That's so true. So I have no idea where her daughter was. But um i did i did kind of like the dynamic of adding this other male voice into her life mm-hmm. um who's trying to t- speak you know speak reason get her away from ted he even unplugs the phone so i thought that was all kind of an interesting dynamic but yeah. but like we kind of talked about liz's depression that she's in which is totally understandable it just kind of feels one note and and it kind of doesn't doesn't feel like it drives the story anymore yeah, and so all, all of those scenes, even though it was a li- it was interesting ideas, just kind of felt like that it brought the film to a standstill a little bit. Did you did you feel that way? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I I while I liked the char- his character and 
just having someone i think it was just more so she had someone to talk to yeah um because i don't know what happened to that first friend that was there for like the first act and then wasn't there anymore oh that's true i totally didn't well they kind of had a falling out i guess yeah Um, maybe that's the thing they just never they never showed extreme like emotions or scenes like they just yeah i don't know i think they they assumed a lot they put too much on the audience to figure it out i think i definitely agree uh well i'm you know we both I think we both uh, still want to say it's good. I yeah. mean, it's still overall um, the lowest level of good, but there's still interesting things here, especially for people who uh, don't know all that much about Ted Bundy. Even though I doesn't give as much information as I would have wanted, mm-hmm. it still gives uh, enough to make it interesting. Yeah. And so um, so I think for that reason, it's, it's still, still worth a watch. Just don't rush out and see it. Well, we're already in spoilers, so right. there you go. People have already seen it. Hopefully. People have already seen it. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up for our bonus review of Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. I appreciate you uh, checking this out. As always, we want to remind you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook by searching the Screeners Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. We want to hear from you, hear what you thought of the film, hear what you thought of what we thought of the film. Uh, definitely dive into conversation with us there. Message us, tweet at us. We always want to hear what you guys are watching. Uh, we want to make sure you are here for our next episode. Uh, I know I know I'm looking forward to Detective Pikachu. Yes. I'm so excited. So we want to make sure you're here for this review. So make sure you tune into that next time. We will see you then. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. <laughs>